Welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Christopher Prunty. On today's episode, we have our second ever patron podcast suggestion. And this prompt is coming in from patron Jason, who says, my challenge is for you three to take a pre-existing setting and make it your own while leaving enough of its convention so that it's recognizable as the setting. Not just any setting, mind you. There's one in particular that I had in mind. It's a setting where every time we visit it, it's almost completely different from the last. A setting with a wide variety of environments and characters. A, a setting that spans many ages and has many tales of adventure and heroism. A land of a thousand legends, if you will. I am, of course, referring to the land of Hyrule from The Legend of Zelda. I feel this is the perfect world for this challenge, as the franchise itself instantly changes between each entry. So anything you can come up with wouldn't technically go against any canon information. It would simply be another version of Hyrule among the dozens that already exist. I'm eager to see which conventions from Zelda history you'll keep, which you'll tweak, and which you'll discard altogether. As long as the setting remains recognizable as Hyrule at the end of it all, you can come up with anything, really. That is my challenge to you. Thank you again for such a great podcast, and I look forward to it the next episode. Sincerely, Jason. Jason, thank you so much for what is actually a trickier uh, setting suggestion than you might think, because when we are talking to Rich Baker about working within, you know, canonized fiction, you know, you, you kind of have to read the world Bible a little bit. And mm -hmm. but but I mean, on the uh, like Jason said, the good thing is, of course, that we also can just kind of throw out a whole bunch of stuff as well. Uh, so I, I do want to talk about Zelda a little bit because I feel yeah. like. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a big part of the prompt, right? Is that I grew up playing Zelda. I love Zelda. Uh, I've played most of the mainline games at this point. Um, and I've watched more of them, you know, like the ones that I haven't played, I've at least watched. Like uh, I had a, fr I had a friend of mine who was very much into Zelda and I watched her play through Skyward Sword. Oh my God. I that's never... the same experience to watch really? play. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. like another girl. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it was definitely like, I've played through a lot of the big ones, a lot of the main ones. Daniel, I assume that your favorite Zeldas are the CDI ones. I don't even, so I barely know anything about Zelda. I played Zelda 2, I think on Nintendo, the gold cartridge. Ooh. And all, my, all of my other experience is just watching my friend Jennifer, who I've known since sixth grade, play Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what about you? What's your experience with Zelda? Uh, I remember not knowing anything about the games, but I've played the uh, Nintendo version, which I barely have a memory of. And then the SNES one uh, was like a very big game for me. And I remember me and my brother playing that a lot. And then Wind Waker was the first game that I was just like, I love this. I want more of this. For for me, the, the first Zelda game was... I mean, I've, I've played all of the other ones, the older ones, but the first one that really drew me in, kind of like your Wind Waker, was Ocarina of Time for me. Ocarina of Time, I remember getting for Christmas, and I remember, like, just, like, clutching the box and, and like, just destroying the Primo walkthrough guide because I basically cleared most of that game. Like, I did all the secrets. I did all of the really obnoxious, like, heart getting and stuff like that. I got all the scalatulas or whatever they're called. Did, um, did, 
did you either play or uh, watch someone play Twilight? Uh, I have. I got it for my GameCube when it was like a weird transitional game between uh. Wii and GameCube. I played like half of that game and then like watched a playthrough of the remaining half because I had. I, I wasn't as enraptured with that game. The The other games that have really done it for me, Breath of the Wild is obviously fantastic. And surprisingly, Link Between Worlds is probably my favorite Zelda game. Um, I, I just think it's like such a tight, amazing, like clever premised experience that it's probably my favorite among all of them. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one where you like flatten into a painting and stuff like that. Like it's a cool gimmick. Yeah. But also Skyward Sword seems like it went a little bit weird. I, I like Skyward Sword uh, as, as in some regard. I think it's I think it's like not you know seen as a very good game, but I th- I like a lot of the directions that it takes, and I think that for the most part it just feels repetitive, which I I feel is the main issue with it. Fun fact: yeah. um, Zelda Two on the Nintendo cartridge was the first console game that allowed saving. Save states were a big deal. Yeah, yeah they, they were. And before that, it was all like passwords and stuff like that, which well, I remember you had to beat it in one and go. hated. Yeah, because otherwise you're just doing that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So who wants to get us started with the first of our tenants? I've got um, got a little bit of a start that could give us some groundwork. All right, Daniel, hit us. Um, my experience, at least in playing that particular game, was I can tell you a little bit little story um, before I, I say that, but what brought my my closest friends together and when we were in sixth grade so this is us sitting on a, the corner bus stop you know and you're at the beginning of junior high everyone else is older than you and wants to hurt you and ruin your life so it's me and my friend from fifth grade and we were fans of zelda 2 and we were playing it and we were trying to find um i think an artifact called the bible which i don't actually know if it actually existed in the game because back then there was no internet really so it was a rumor and we were sitting on the bus and talking about it. And that's when my friend Jennifer's turned around. And she's like, I know where it is. Maybe it was the cross. It was like some religious artifact. And she told us where it was. And that's how our friendship started. So my, my experience with um, Zelda is searching for things and going across these huge landscapes because the overworld seemed like such a, you know, like an amazing thing because you could go, you go across this giant overworld map and you end up encountering this little dot and it ends up being a whole nother scene that you travel through. And in Nintendo, you know, that was relatively new thing because I only had a Nintendo at the time. Um, So I'm thinking, let's take that to like the nth degree Um, because my understanding of most of the games is that, you know, you do travel through this immense world, but instead of just traveling through one immense world or a world plus its parallel reality, let's travel through multiple worlds so the 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 setting for this is not just one fantasy land but an endless um series of either their worlds maybe they're they're not parallel realities either their worlds or universes that are connected in some way and the farther out we travel the stranger and more magical they become daniel that surprisingly fits remarkably well with one of my tenets perfect uh, and, and i'm glad that we're not going by the way when you were starting this whole spiel, first of all, let's get this out the way. That's super adorable that you met your friend that way. Um, I just want to make sure that Jennifer knows that I find that adorable. Jennifer, hi. I don't know you, but you're you're cool, I'm sure. She's really cool. Um, 
And secondly, I was genuinely concerned that you were going to try and take this in a sci-fi adventure no. route, and I would have killed that in the womb. Yeah, so I'm, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad I, that we did my tenet there. is that it's a sci-fi adventure space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Googled that, I googled them like, well, have they done like a sci-fi Zelda? And the first result was like, um, so what do people think about a sci-fi Zelda? And then every response was just no. <laughs> yes, because that's not what Zelda is about. It is right. strictly not about that. So, but, yeah, so I mean, thinking like you know like i know i would like to have the same wonder of traveling through space but you can do that in fantasy so maybe this is the wonder of traveling through many fantasy lands oh absolutely uh and 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 again like i said it it kind of goes with one of my tenets which Mm -hmm. is um i so this requires a little bit of backstory but most people don't recognize how fucked up the zelda timeline is in that the official Hyrule Historia, which I have read, suggests that there is essentially like a timeline for the Zelda games that gets split into three separate timelines at a fracture point. One where Ganondorf wins, but there's still a future after Ganondorf wins. One where Ganondorf is defeated, but as young Link. And then one where Ganondorf is defeated, but as adult Link. And there are multiple games set in different, you know, various timelines, and it's a whole convoluted, fucked up mess. And the concept that I kind of had was maybe consolidating the timeline, or at least exploring the different timelines. And I think that, you know, you wanting to have different worlds to explore allows us to explore, you know, the multiverse of Zelda, the different timelines in a sense, where Hyrule is still Hyrule, but it gets, you know, varying degrees of chaotic and weird and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So I I would love to try and combine those two ideas together. Yeah, I feel like um, we just talk of the goddesses, right? I think there's those three, I don't know how many there are, three goddesses for the three Triforce. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, gold, names, but. the golden goddesses, there's strength, courage, and wisdom. Yeah, those, right. those are the three like progenitor goddesses. And if if they're, I don't know, in any way responsible for creation, um, perhaps like these are other worlds the goddesses have created that we don't know of. That is actually a, not a bad idea. Uh, so, so as far as I know, and Chris, you can kind of come in and tell me if I'm wrong here, but there's, there's more than just three goddesses. There's actually a bunch, Mm -hmm. but of the, like the main ones are, uh, the, the goddesses who create strength, courage, and wisdom for the Triforce. Right. Yes. And, um, then there's also the goddess of time Mm -hmm. and that she also plays a major role in that as well. And then there's also like various lesser deities, which I would probably see more as like lesser gods, like um, mm-hmm. like more like s- spirits, essentially, right? And they tend to represent either the giants or they tend to represent parts of land. There's yeah. there's a whole bunch of it. You and know? then everything was created from a fart from a giant whale. Is that true? <laughs> no, I don't think that's. I think that's. Um, I think that's one game in particular that I never actually played. I, uh, th- I think that's Link's Awakening, maybe because there is Link's Awakening to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That okay. that raises a question for you with regard to these multiple, like if the timelines are essentially world, other worlds, and there's other worlds beyond those. Um, what that we would ask the question: What is the um, the the realm that the Triforce comes from? Because isn't it some kind of like heavenly realm? There's the Twilight Realm, the 
the realm of light, I believe. And I think we're getting into Kingdom Hearts now, but yeah. <laughs> well, from what I understand, like the Triforce has this reality it exists in that is like some kind of magical realm that's similar to like where the elves go in Lord of the Rings. So mm-hmm. is it a special realm among all of these or is it like a nexus of all of them? Like what is that realm? Is it I'm just wondering, is it different than than all the worlds we're creating? So you could look at it as the three different timelines are also three different dimensions. And then mm-hmm. any of the other things that we're depicting are just separate timelines that happened on a smaller fractal scale of an event. So instead of Link dying, Link surviving, Ganon being defeated, Ganon winning, you have mm-hmm. uh, the Hyrulean Knights never decided to fort up at that uh, at that ranch. Oh, so I, each... I, okay. So, so I, I would love, actually... I. I just thought of this. Um, I would love for there to be some kind of like a celestial bridge. So like an item that lets people explore the different timelines. So yeah. it doesn't, yeah. Like, I think that'd be a really cool concept. I mean, maybe that's what the it. Triforce realm is because it's supposed to be an important thing, right? That the golden realm that, that where the Triforce exists, maybe it's like a, a bridge like sigil is to all the multiverse. That would be kind of cool. And I would love to see that, you know, where, you know, there's the constant that is Hyrule is still Hyrule, mm-hmm. you know, but it, there's different types of Hyrules. And then depending on, yeah, I think that's, I think that we can work with that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It combines both mm-hmm. ideas, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, so th- if we were to make this a game, it would be like the Legend of Zelda and the Celestial Bridge or something Ooh, like, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've got a title. All right, cool. We've now, now we've just got to come up with all the other stuff. Speaking of how things can uh, change and multi-dimensioned, uh, my uh, tenant that I wanted was going to be over an event that they don't do a lot of detail through pretty much anything. I don't even think Hyrule Historia goes into any detail about the uh, Hyrulean Civil War. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about a civil war, it says that it lasted an era. So... Damn. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how long an era sounds would like be. a long time. Yeah, yeah. So imagine h- how many different points of division you can have during an era of civil war of people fighting, while so many can branch off from just. Uh, think of all of the thing like all for the will of a nail. If you've ever read that, Mm-mm. tell us about it. Uh, all of the will of a nail. Uh, it. Uh, the the knight would have made it to the battle if his horse uh, hadn't lost its shoe. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and the butterfly concept. Like, it's a butterfly um, effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it goes into the kingdom wouldn't have fallen all for the will of a nail. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like there's, like, a like a Suikoden or, like, a Final Fantasy tactics level <laughs> yeah. of, like, history that we can actually explore here within mm-hmm. the Hyrulean Civil War. Is it, Remind me, is that the one that's between mages and knights, or is it something else that I'm thinking No, of? that is... Uh, the, the one between mages and knights are the, like, the Pretender War or the Usurper's War. Uh, damn it. Uh... So, no, it's uh, fine. Your confusion is totally acceptable <laughs> because goddamn it, this timeline is convoluted and like muddled. So it's totally acceptable. Yeah. But, but you're interested in like a civil war of some kind and what happened in it. Well, that's not but, detailed. Uh, yes, especially because and I would like to roll into my second tenant. One of the things that I was looking at and I can't I couldn't find anything that said uh, definitively that Ganon was always evil slash that uh, 
the Triforce always ended up with Link getting the courage, Zelda getting the wisdom. Th- there were some things where I saw Zelda always got the wisdom, but I was thinking part of the reason of the Civil War slash part of the reason, reason that this uh, timeline or this dimension is so divided is the Triforce fittingly went to different people. Mm, so okay. I, in my mind's eye, I pictured it as... Uh, Link was a faithful soldier. Uh, He doesn't have the courage of the Triforce. Instead, he has the one of wisdom. So he's more like a paladin that Mm -hmm. he has a very moral core of doing what's right, but he's also uh, subservient to who would be the placeholder of Zelda or the Hyrulean king of some sort, like uh, I think there's one named Gustav or something. Uh, And they have the Triforce of power and then the rebellion is the person who has the Triforce of Courage. I really love that. And the first thing that popped into my head was it's not a civil war anymore. It's the Triforce Wars. Oh, so it's yeah. like the Triforce gets like, like people are essentially trying to fight over the aspects of the Triforce. And that's mm-hmm. what causes this conflict so frequently. I really like that it speaks to the cycle, um, like the whole cycle of like the three the three Triforces, or the, I don't know how, the, how you refer to them individually, but the, the three pieces are always associated with one person and you're breaking the cycle in some way. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's a really clever uh, subversion of expectations, but also mm. allows for, you know, like I, 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 uh, I would love to see, you know, like the king of the Gerudo as a courage wielding Triforce member. Yes. You know, like something yeah, like yeah. that, you know, or <laughs> yeah. like maybe even, well, we, we kind yeah. of see that in Link Between Worlds where there is the low rule version of Ganon mm-hmm. where he has like the Triforce of Wisdom, um, but it, it but it's not quite correct to say that. There, again, this lore is convoluted. We're not going to get into all that right now. But... <laughs> the, the, but the essential idea is like, yes, let's go ahead and give, let's like flip the script. Switch and up. that yeah. actually, yeah, exactly. And that actually kind of goes well with one of my tenets, which is uh, Ganondorf is not the main evil force here. I also wanted that to happen. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. I was did. down for that. Uh, because I love Ganondorf. I am yeah. a Ganondorf main in almost every Super Smash Brothers, except mm-hmm. for Brawl. Fuck Brawl. I hate Fat Ganon. He's terrible. <laughs> um, and and more, more than just, I don't want it to be Ganondorf. I also don't want it to be Demise as well, yeah, who is like, the demon thing. The, yeah, he's the king of demons, right? Mm-hmm. And because I was thinking about fucking around with the timelines, I actually had this idea for the villain. And the reason that you have to explore the different timelines and different high rules, and you have the celestial bridge, as we're now calling it, is there is this entity that is like the leftover despair of all of the different timelines being cracked and, you know, like splintered and fractured. So this thing is essentially an amalgamation of all of those fractures. So it's like, it is this cosmic entity that is taken form of, I I don't want to have it just be like a giant pig man because that's Ganon and that's demise. So I want it to be like a weird, I don't have a form for it yet, but that's the idea is that it's a weird fucked up like amalgamation of broken time. And so it for the first time is basically like, 
I am out here to destroy the timelines. We're going to have one timeline and then that's it. So I can oh, end man. my suffering. This, oh. I can totally work with that for you. I've got your back, but continue. <laughs> well, well, that was one of my options. And then the mm-hmm. other option I have is that the goddess of time gets brought up, mm-hmm. but no one necessarily has to say that she's good. So yeah. the other idea that I had is that the goddess of time is actually the villain. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who's trying to like, you know, like she's, she basically looks at all the timelines and says, this is nonsense. We need to have time become whole again. Let's, you know, like destroy the timelines and make sure there's one future. There's one destiny. Let's and go with that one. Yeah. The, 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 I, I have two it's different It's not even necessarily here. evil with that. It's mm-hmm. more of a just like, she you just don't understand time is fracturing and right. it's not meant to do this. It's called yeah. a paradox oh. for a reason, you motherfuckers. Yeah, so so maybe she's like, I she's cannot. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I cannot maintain these separate timelines. Mm-hmm. It's too much. We need to converge again. When it works but, with Chris's concept that the Triforce has gone to different people, that's a problem for her. Maybe the Triforce, like maybe there's one Triforce and it's split among different mm-hmm. timelines. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's a, yeah. it's a big problem. It's, it's causing chaos. And then that's, oh man, okay. And then that's what happens is that you have to use the celestial bridge yes. in order to bridge the timelines together. Like you're yep. stitching back and forth. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yep. okay. I love that. I mean, that, and it dovetails what I, what I was thinking too. Like I, I had listed in my third thing, Zelda as death goddess. <laughs> so, or second thing. So, okay, okay. So, so the, the part of that though is, the, which also touches on what Chris was talking about, is I was thinking like, well, these stories are always told from those three perspectives. If we get Ganon, Zelda, and Link, right? And there's this, it's perpetually repeated. So I wanted to like get out of that cycle. So I thought, well, how can you do that narratively? And I thought, well, you know, if Ganon, if you want to tell it from a different perspective, what if you're like, one of the characters you can play isn't Ganon or isn't Zelda or Link, you're playing like someone else in the Garuda tribe. For I think it's how you say it, Garuda tribe, for example. And they've been like either exiled or they're traveling. Because I remember there's somewhere in the history it talks about their potential extermination or extinction. So uh, I thought I that think, was kind of interesting. I think or Shiike or the. Wait, no, that's that's an actual group of people. I think that's like Zelda's ninja sword people. Yeah, yeah, but they they were an, a splinter group of mm-hmm. uh, the Gerudos, and the, yeah, oh, right. They okay. were also killed off, and I think she's one of the survivors. And I'm sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> no, but but, but to, I mean to that point, like there's instead of playing like the main character, you're playing someone else in that group. Or when Hyrule, maybe like in one of these timelines, the Hyrule um, monarchy is corrupt, and you're playing one of the knights that's trying to break out of that. And so that's your version of Link. Um, and I was thinking too, like maybe in one of the timelines, Zelda is communing with this this time goddess and is working with her to achieve what she thinks is correct, like restoring the Triforce the way it should be. And so Zelda is really like a villain. And part of it is like outwitting that Zelda who's an instrument of the goddess. So like in terms of flipping the script, I just like the idea of, of, you know, not finally getting to play other things in the story. And perhaps the principal characters that we're used to are in the beginning of it before all this happens and Zelda murders them or something. But the idea is that you get to play other characters in 
um, the principal groups and see it from different perspectives. So if you're in the tribe, you see Hyrule as being a problem because maybe they're part of that group that's trying to further the, the time goddess's aims. Or if you're from the perspective of Hyrule, you know, maybe they've, they've blamed it on the Garuda tribe. So you're one of those knights trying to solve that. Maybe what's going on is that you have to hop from timeline to timeline mm -hmm. to find the best example of each part of the Triforce, you know? Oh. So it's like the hero in each of the timelines is like, this is the hero of courage. This is the mm -hmm. hero of power. This is the hero of uh, wisdom. And they're not all necessarily, you know, um, link, right? So right. maybe the hero of, maybe the hero of wisdom is actually Ganon in one timeline and the hero of power is Zelda in another timeline. Right. But you have to like explore each of the timelines to figure out which one, which version is going to be the best one to kind of bring it all together mm -hmm. into uh, a specific game or uh, wait, well, I mean, hold on, let me do that again. You have to figure you're essentially like you're playing an outside party that has to hop from Hyrule to Hyrule and you're basically playing diplomat almost, or right. you're playing like courier to be like, Oh fuck. You, this is the right Ganon. Let's get him to the correct timeline before he's mm -hmm. executed by Link, you know, right. like, and then bring them all together to make sure that the unified timeline exists. There's all, there's so many different ways that we can go about it, you know? Well, and you could, you could spin this, this either direction. It could be that you're on the side of the time goddess and trying to fix the timeline to create this ideal timeline, or maybe she's bad. And the, the idea of breaking the cycle is a good thing. So your external group is trying to, you know, like prevent her from achieving that because then she's repeating the same thing over and over again. So you could have it go either direction too. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's kind of where the fun comes in. Yeah. And I still think that there's this idea of like a beast of broken timelines being yeah. like still totally a thing, you know, like it could be the, could still, the manifestation it. of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, like later it's revealed that the beast is actually being controlled by the goddess of time. Mm -hmm. There's so many different things that we can do with the, that type of door. The Sikhs could be like, I think that's how you say them. Like they're, they're like um, now secret agents of evil Zelda who serves the time goddess. Like that would be fun again. And yeah. And, and like just this idea that you can hop from timeline to timeline, you can, you have infinite possibilities yeah. at that point. And like you were saying with your first tenant, Daniel, you know, why not just get to the point where it's super weird, you know, like, mm -hmm. Why does it always have to be a human who has the Triforce? You know, like, right. why can't it be like this Ganondorf is, uh, you know, like maybe he's a Zora and that's uh -huh. the, as the wisdom, uh, you know, the wisdom Triforce piece, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that, you know, with all of the, there's so many different ways that you can take it. Well, yeah. is there another tenant of uh, Link or Zelda or uh, the franchise that we have? you know, like a tenant that we have to have that is of them. What do you mean? Something like archetypal? something that like, I know that we, we were saying that it has to be definitively set in this universe. So besides mm -hmm. what we've already done slash adapted, what's something that we can force ourselves to also like nail it home? Mm. Like what is the I conflict overall? Is this where this amalgamation of a uh, time beast or uh anti-time of whatever it's going to be uh, is it trying to devour all of those things and leave it nothing but the realm of light or uh take things no back? I, th 
I thought we've talked about this. I thought that the whole point is that the goddess of time or the time beast or both are trying to reconverge all of the timelines into a single timeline. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not destroying the timelines. It's, but no, you're no. trying it to is. stitch them together. It's destroying them. Yes, exactly. From the, from the perspective like, of people in the other timelines, yes, they'll be destroyed. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's like, and, and not only that, but I can even see where like two timelines converge, like witnessing that, like witnessing two timelines converging. One, being fairly catastrophic in certain respects, but also I feel like that'd be a fun thing to kind of mess around with, you know, like, oh, well, this used to be a desert, but now there's like weird oases everywhere, you know, like now it's an ocean. Maybe that's what's causing it to be weird is she's merging these timelines and that's what's creating the increasing weirdness as they travel through them. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. absolutely it, Daniel. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's really cool. Water Zora suddenly end up in the desert. Yeah, that'd be fun as a gaming experience. You know, like you come back to that previous realm and you're like, wait a minute, it's very different now. (laughs) That, yes, that'd be a really fun conceit to kind of mess around with also Isn't this final fantasy eight no this is more no. chrono trigger right now in my <laughs> yeah mind. this i was gonna say this is or chrono cross like the, in, in final fantasy eight doesn't the, the sorceress converge all the timelines isn't that what her plan is i don't think so i to be uh, fair sorry, final, final fantasy eight sucks except for um <laughs> triad triple triad so wait 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 you said final fantasy eight yeah, Final Fantasy VIII sucks except for yeah. Triple Triad. That's what oh, I said. Oh, that yes. was the one that I didn't realize I was supposed to run away from that spider and never really beat it. <laughs> so now that we've kind of nailed down our tenets and we've talked about it a little bit more, it's time for us to go into the world building jam session. Chris, um, I need you to stick around afterwards because I want you to sing parts of the Zelda music so we can get around the copyright for it. <laughs> Wait, no, that's... Why are you doing Game of Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones. You should play that instead. Just piss people off. <laughs> Listen, also one of the things that I wanted to do, and this is not a tenant, I wanted Zelda to be a boy at one point. Just just do so it. all those people can be correct. Make Zelda cool and make Link a girl. I'm, I mean, yeah, why no, not? Switch yeah, the genders. Look, it's we fine. have infinite timelines, okay? It's, it's fine. We'll call one Linka and the other Zeldo, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Zeldo. Zeldo. <laughs> oh, All right. The subject of our world-building jam session, the anchor in which we're going to continue on, is going to be a monster. And the monster that we're going to follow through this archetypal journey is going to be one based around... A rags to riches. Interesting. So we have to come up with a monster with a rags to riches story set in Hyrule. Gentlemen, what are we thinking? Hmm. Well, there's there's lots of creatures that uh, have existed throughout there. Some of them are monstrous. What was the thing that the wizard was? No, wait, wasn't he just a transformed bat or something? Do they literally have to be a monster? Like, can it be met- metaphorically monstrous? Well, to be fair, we can. Yes, it can be metaphorically monstrous. That's totally acceptable. However, I mean, realistically, we can take the time beast that we've created and we can have it be. Uh, we can apply it to the rags to riches thing where we can have it just be Link, right? Like this is 
Link or maybe a dark Link from a timeline that's been abandoned. And Link has essentially taken on all of the aspects of the failed timelines and has become the time beast. So when I mean rags to riches, he has now gained the favor of the time goddess or the goddess of time, I suppose. Hmm. And so he's riven, he's risen from being cast aside by the goddess of time to becoming so popular through his, his accumulation of fractured timeline juice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that he's now gained the favor of the goddess of time. And so he's become a monster, but he's also become favored by the goddess of time as her preferred champion. Oh, so he's could- the hero of time. <laughs> Literally. Well, could could we have this this occur in a timeline where instead of Zelda having being a descendant of the Hyrule goddess, she's a descendant of or she's the embodiment of the time goddess. And so this is um uh her champion. And so, you know, that's why he's evil. Like he's the time goddess's champion. Yeah, he's the hero of time, like Chris said. Right. Yeah. And then he gets monstrous, you know. Yeah, I think I think that can work. Alternatively, we can just go in an entirely different direction with the time. I mean, with the monster stuff, like we can have it be unrelated to what we're dealing with already. I mean, I I like that, though, because it, it we still have the archetypal like three figures, maybe in this this realm, right, where Link is this horrible tyrant knight that serves the time goddess. Um, the the Garuda people are persecuted and are forced to flee their realm through the celestial bridge. And they're the ones who like alert the others and kind of start getting together this group to help stop that from happening in all the timelines. Because, you know, in other timelines, they wouldn't trust the, the group of people because they're all yeah. um, they're Ganons, right? People. So they've got to you've got to like convince people who are your enemies in another timeline to join you in this quest. Mm-hmm. Even though they're all, you know, um, you know, what? I'm going to say this and cut it. But even though they're all sexy assassin ladies. And like, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not want? I mean, yeah. Maybe, oh, maybe, you... maybe, maybe in this this timeline they've killed Ganon because you know it's evil Zell is evil Link, and so now it's just the the women who control the the tribe, and they're like, we got to get out there and find another Ganon and another Link that we can get to work together. And I actually Zelda. do like the idea of finding the Celestial Bridge, and then kind mm-hmm. of there's that mistrust that you can kind of play around with as well. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Um, well. Now that we've kind of have the story built up already, I feel like we can already go into the twist for next episode. Uh, do we have any other things that we want to explore before we continue on? Um, there is one thing that I wanted to add to the fact that uh, I think it will be something that can survive across timelines because it's very close to the beginning. Uh, you know, the ancient ones or like the tech of the ancient ones. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And those are something that can exist through all of this and is constantly used because as time kind of gets folded in on itself, the ancient ones are so near the beginning that it's before a lot of the fractal points. So they'll be the oh. last ones to uh, be affected. Maybe they're the ones that you have to go to in order to cross the bridge. Hmm. Oh, so you could or maybe you're. Maybe you can even be using old one technology in order to activate the bridge in some way. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, since a lot of them, I, th- this is once again going into a timeline that I don't understand and is confusing. I don't know what happened to the ancient ones. Uh, maybe they went to a realm apart from light and dark and went into a realm that out- exists outside of time because they foresaw this happening. 
Oh, that's actually a pretty cool way to see it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what the twist says. And then maybe we can kind of go from there. If it's romance, Ganon and Zelda. Why should it be aliens? No, Ganon and Link. Okay. I've seen that. (laughs) Uh, Damn it. A lot of these are... um... It's going to land on sci-fi and everybody's going to be mad and I'm going to laugh. Fuck. (laughs) All right, let's just roll the die and see what we get. Well, this is no good. I have to re-roll that. Tell me what it is, though. The twist that I rolled that I'm going to re-roll is throw the story into the past or the future. And that's literally what we're doing. Sci-fi. See? It's possible. Let's re-roll it. See what happens. On an unrelated note, I finally remembered what the name of that war was. It was the Interloper War. Okay. Uh, well, don't worry. I'll give you the raw file and you can go and edit it in yourself. No, you no, I, I don't care that much. I, I, it was just bugging me. Okay, so this is this is almost fulfilling da- Daniel's wish because yes. the twist that we just rolled is now add in some robots. Yes, oh, I win. Ooh, ancient ones count as robots. Yeah, technically. So we will tackle that twist on next week's episode where we continue to figure out what the hell's going on in Hyrule. Where we add the Starship Enterprise? Oh my God, no. We're not making this crossover. Let's do it, Chris. Crossover with Picard. Hey, they don't have robots. They have synths. That's different. Um, all right. So join us next week as we tackle this twist. And, uh, remember that if you want to hear your own prompt up on world build with us, you can always send us an email at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and send us a Twitter tweet over at let's world build. And remember that if you want your world building prompt prioritized among with all sorts of other cool, you know, bonuses, you can always support us on Patreon link in the description or if you want to just you know come hang out and chat with us you can go to our discord link also in the description so we'll see you next week and remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together